do 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 Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. This comes to us from Jordan Maywood. Next up, we have Jordan. He's going to tell a joke. We got an answer for Jordan Maywood. Yes, Wood May. Hello, this is Penn Gillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. Eh, I'll ring an endorsement, I guess. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the LibroCube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood and I am the lackadaisical LibroCuber curlass. To this show is like a peek into my mind of all the media I have consumed in the past certain amount of time. You may not have consumed some of this media yourself. In other words, it may not be in your mind. So... I warn of that possibility in a sort of, let's go ahead and call it a spoiler warning, okay? Okay, done and dusted is a saying that I don't really understand, but it does apply now somehow. And that rhymes, and you know it rhymes. Whew. Okay, I'm going to push a button that will start a series of five five-minute timers. I'm going to, like last time I believe I did, stick to the timers, because I got stuff to do today ladies and gentlemen let's get ready to review some things movie monologue Today's movie monologue sponsor is Ghosts. Alright, so if you're following along, it should come as no surprise that we're going to talk first about Scary Movie 4, but what will come as a surprise is next we're going to talk about Scary Movie 5. Yes! The missus and I watched one of the scary movies a week. There is five of them. I'm not talking about horror films. I'm talking about the franchise that is titled Scary Movie. Whew, getting some uh, difficulty talking about that because you might have just thought, oh yeah, what, he just watched a scary movie and he's going to talk about it? No, I mean, the title of the movie is called Scary Movie. Some real Abbott and Costello type stuff happening. I understand. Just know what I mean and mean what I say. Uh, yeah, Scary Movie 4 was good, Scary Movie 5 also good. They're all somewhat similar, these movies. Um, they, do they get crazier? Uh, yeah, I guess once the second one hit, the level of craziness is somewhat consistent. Uh, in, in a spoof franchise such as this, Scary Movie 4, Cindy finds out the house she lives in is haunted by a little boy. Oh, yeah. So that was, like, from The Grudge. Uh, and go... Not The Grudge. The Grudge? Yeah, The Grudge. And, or Juwan, if you prefer the original uh, uh, Japanese movie. I think it was Japanese. Uh, goes on a quest to find out who killed him and why. Also, alien tripods are invading the world. You know, just also. <laughs> are invading the world, and she has to uncover the secret in order to stop them. So that was from War of the Worlds. Okay, the, no, the one funny thing, uh, just when I was reading that, 
the haunted little boy grudge stuff. Uh, I remember there was the scene uh, in the grudge where he goes up to the at- where she goes up to the attic, and that like horrified me, gave me nightmares. And uh, just thinking about it right now, I have goosebumps, and I really, really do not like it. So in this very, very funny spoof movie with very high JPLs, jokes per minute. Even though I said L's, that's Jet Propulsion, <laughs> jet propulsion Laboratory. I meant JPMs. Anyways, uh, that scene when she went up in the attic and this, like, so reminded me of the scene from the actual movie that I did get a little scared. So, it was an apt title because I was scared while watching Scary Movie 4. Rating-wise, uh, yeah, 3 or 4. These movies are always funny and uh, just dumb things happen in them. And I like dumb things in a, in a stupid movie. Dumb things in a stupid movie. Okay, last. Or next, rather. Uh, Scary Movie 5. Uh, not as good. First of all, you got rid of the... Uh, uh, what's her nuts? Oh, Jesus Christ. You know, um, that girl uh, uh, who... Anna Ferris. She's unqualified. I listened to her podcast. <laughs> and yet couldn't remember her name. Yeah, they got rid of her and replaced her with Ashley Tisdale. Who did a fine job, I guess. Uh, but just not as good. And, and also, uh, Brenda from the first one is replaced by an, a new actress. Uh, so, you know, I, I felt like, why would they do that? Why would you get rid of uh, two of the main actresses from the first four films? Did they not want to do it, or were they not asked to do it, is my main question. Uh, Rating-wise, this one, yeah, definitely a bit of a drop-off. Uh... Like a two or a three for this one. Uh, a couple begin to experience some unusual activity. You might say, actually, paranormal activity. Uh, after bringing their lost nieces and nephew home with the help of home surveillance cameras, blah, 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 bling, 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 blah. Uh, yeah, it's fine. <clears throat> uh, okay, so moving on to uh, the last movie star. Oh, oh yeah, a little uh, prescient, prescient there, uh, starring Burt Reynolds. An aging former movie star is forced to face the reality of his glory days are behind him. On its surface, the film is a tale about faded fame. At its core, it's a universal story about growing old. Uh, yeah. Starring uh, Ariel Winter mm, and Burt Reynolds. Uh, I really like this one. Uh, I think rating-wise, I'd go like a, a, a four. Or I think it's a really good Sunday flick, so I'd go five on a Sunday. Which I do... From time to time. Uh, dark, uh, funny, sad, laughs. Uh, you really run the gamut, which is what I like on a Sunday movie. Uh, Burt Reynolds, amazing. Uh, Ariel Winter. Ooh, jeez. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and also a great actress, as we've seen on Modern Family, and now on this. Uh, for some reason... There, there, there's quite a few names you'll recognize as well, which uh, which is interesting. Uh, okay, moving on to, since I'm sticking to the timer, a ghost story from 2017. In this singular exploration of legacy, love, loss, and the enormous blah, 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 <laughs> at a time. Uh, I'd go like a three or four. It's a weird one. It's a weird one. Today's Television Talk sponsor is the Flying Scepter Tavern. Thank you for that sponsorship. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, Okay, so I watched uh, the first season of a show called Disenchantment. It is created by the good people over at Netflix. 
And uh, from the creators of uh, Simpsons, so Matt Groening, 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 uh, as well as Futurama. Uh, quite often this has, I've heard, been described as a uh, Futurama set in a fantasy realm rather than sci-fi. And uh, it's to a certain degree, you could, see, you could see definitely comparisons, which, to me, is a very, very good thing. Um, just on that note, like, uh, b the choice between sci-fi and fantasy... Uh, when it comes to books, uh, I'll, I'll always lean towards fantasy. When it comes to video games, probably the same. Uh, movies, TV, yeah. Uh, you know what? Probably movies and TV. I think I would go the other way, just because I find fantasy movies and TV, uh, I don't know if it's production values, they don't get them as much, or... Or the sometimes it, I feel it just doesn't translate as well as uh, cool sci-fi can, um, and for some reason I don't think I'm alone in that thought. Okay, so uh, what's the story? Uh, the medieval misadventures of a hard-drinking princess, her feisty elf, and her personal demon—literally her personal demon, not just you know, kind of. Uh, the princess is named Bean. <laughs> being voiced by Abby Jacobson, uh, Elfo Nate Faxon. Oh yeah, I recognize him. Um, we got uh, John DiMaggio as the king, King Zog. Uh, perfect opportunity to throw in a shameless plug for myself there whenever uh, John DiMaggio comes up. Oh, also uh, Maurice LaMarche, uh, of course, doing some voices. You know, a lot of the people who did voices in uh, Futurama in here from the looks of it. Uh, both John DiMaggio and Maurice LaMarche I had the pleasure of meeting at a fan expo on various years. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, getting their autograph on a certain cane, on a certain nerdy cane. If you were to Google Nerd Cane Adventures, which you can go ahead and do, you will see a picture of a cane autographed by celebrities of the nerdy variety and also held by, at this point, hundreds, I don't know if I maybe cracked the thousand mark, uh, cosplayers. People dressed in, you guessed it, cosplay. So, there you go. Uh, back to this. Rating-wise, it's the first season, so maybe they're still sort of finding their stride. Uh, and I did have a lot of laughs, and I did very much like it. But I think the other sort of, um, and this is more my issue than any, is that I went into it, um, comparing it to Futurama, which is one of my just sort of favorite shows ever, and I don't think it quite uh, holds up to that scrutiny yet. Uh, I could see the potential that it will at one point, um, but uh, but right now, not so much. Uh, so, like, Futurama, I go 5 out of 5, and this I go 4 out of 5, so, you know, it's still really, really good, and I still liked it very much, and, and I hope they make more, and I think they are making more, because on the IMDb, it says 2018 dash, and then it's blank, which means, you know, <laughs> uh, the other sort of... Uh, I, I, I was going to say, like, uh, in Futurama, you have a, a big cast of characters... Um, because you've got the whole, uh, the whole ship to work with, like the whole, uh, crew of the ship to work with, whereas there, it's mostly just the three main characters. I, I, and I, I think maybe that's another reason why it's, it's not lacking necessarily, it's just, uh, I like on these shows where you can check in to see where Hermes is doing. Sure, he's not one of the main characters, but give him an episode. Uh, that's the other thing is, uh... 
they didn't sort of explore the secondary characters as much. Uh, then again, that's first season, so maybe they're not going to do that. I don't know. Uh, what I do know is that you can let me know what you think of the uh, versus Futurama versus Disenchantment. What do you like more? What do you like less? Where do you put Simpsons? Where do you put uh, Family Guy? Hey. Today's book banter sponsor is Witch's Tit Refrigerators. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, uh, talking my favorite author, Terry Pratchett. Yes, Discworld number 38, I Shall Wear Midnight by Terry motherfucking Pratchett. Uh, as I always like to mention with Terry Pratchett, just because it's sort of a good life advice, I feel like, um, when he passed away... Uh, I, I sort of really, really slowed down on my reading through of the Discworld series. Uh, I'm getting, th this is 39. Uh, I do have it on the list. Uh, let me see if I could find it quick. Anyways, um, uh, I, I do have, uh, I, I did sort of slow down on reading these, uh, reading these books because I thought, ah, you know what? He's, he's passed away. He's not going to make any more. So... That's, uh, I gotta slow down, because when I get to the last one, there's not gonna be any more, and I went into a sort of panic, you you might say. Uh, but then I realized, came to the realization, hit me, a, a eureka moment, if you will, an epiphany. Yeah, I, I would go ahead and call it an epiphany. Uh, and that is, uh, just because there's not gonna be any more, does not mean that when I get to the last one, book number 40... One? Yeah, 41, The Shepherd's Crown. That's the last one, and this is 38. Okay, so when I get to uh, number book number 41, The Shepherd's Crown, uh, that just means I get to go back to book number one, The Color of Magic, and start all over again. I read, read books uh, on a semi-regular basis, like a few times a year anyways, uh, and I've never really reread uh, uh, Terry Pratchett, and he's my favorite author, so that doesn't make sense. So if anything... Uh, this sort of epiphany means that I get to read more of my favorite author than I would have otherwise. So keep that in mind. And the other thing, uh, the, the reason I like this sort of epiphany, epiphany me, is because uh, I've heard people saying, uh, for some reason, this I've heard this quite a bit of Star Trek uh, Deep Space Nine, which is obviously, that's probably just my favorite TV show, period. Uh, uh, that people wouldn't watch like the last uh, handful of episodes or the last two episodes, like the series finales. Like they would watch the whole series and then wouldn't watch the last ones just because they didn't want it to end. Uh, so that, that's sort of an interesting thing. And, and to them, to, to people like that, I would also say, you know what, watch it. And that doesn't mean it's over. It just means you get to watch it from the beginning again at some point. So there you go. Okay, I Shall Wear Midnights. It starts with whispers. Then someone picks up a stone. Finally, the fires begin. When people turn on witches, the innocents suffer. Tiffany Aching has spent years studying with senior witches, and now she is on her own. As the Witch of the Chalk, which is a place, uh, she performs the bits of witchcraft that aren't sparkly, aren't fun, don't involve any kind of wand that 
and that people seldom ever hear about. She does the unglamorous work of caring for the needy. But sometimes, but someone or something is igniting fear in inculcating oh that's a weird i don't don't know if i've ever said the word inculcating out loud before fun inculcating dark thoughts and angry murmurs against witches aided by her tiny blue allies the wee free men tiffany must find the source of this unrest and defeat the evil at its root before it takes her life because if tiffany falls the whole chalk falls with her chilling drama combines with laugh-out-loud humor and searing insight as beloved and best-selling author Terry Pratchett tells the high-stakes story of a young witch who stands in the gap between good and evil. Five out of five. Easy for me to give. Uh, I like Tiffany. She's sort of a, like a young teen heroine. Uh, and I think this uh, uh, definitely would appeal to those who like to get their uh, daughters, and sons for that matter, uh, a, a heroine of the young variety who <clears throat> is sort of not uh, not typical in that she'll really uh, show them who's boss. Uh, there's, there's, there's not really any hesitation. Well, that's the interesting thing about her as well. Whoops. Uh, the interesting thing about her as well is that uh, outwardly she's basically 100% confident 100% of the time because that's, uh, at least in the world of Terry Pratchett, that's what being a witch entails. You can never show weakness. Uh, it's sort of one of the tenets, I guess you could say, of witchery. However, uh, because this is a novel and we can uh, sort of hear her thoughts and feelings, inside she is having some of those thoughts and feelings of uh, inadequacy, I guess you would say. So uh, that's why in uh, books, are they're, they're better than everything else <laughs> because you get both. Uh, whereas uh, you, you could sort of live through them and also see what is happening to them at the same time. So I love books is the takeaway. I love books. Yep. I love big books, and I cannot lie. Game Gavin. Today's game Gavin sponsor is adhesive. God damn adhesive. Alright, uh, I think I mentioned in the last episode uh, that I was sort of uh, slowing down on my media consumption because I didn't have time for podcasts because I had Fallout 76 and wanted to play that for more hours than is probably healthy, and that is just what I've done. So for this game, Gabin, uh, my thought is uh, start our talk of Fallout 76 with my journey from level 1 to 25, and then uh, potentially I'll do another episode of my journey from 25 to 50 uh, plus, or, or whatever. We'll sort of play it by ear as I do everything podcast-related. Play it by ear. A lot of, lot of ear playing in, in, in the podcast world. Uh, maybe a lot of ear playing. That might work itself into the title. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, anyways, yes, Fallout 76. Wow, people, people really do not like this game. <laughs> I don't get the hate. Yes, technical issues. Although uh, I've had uh, seemingly been very lucky 
on the technical issue side. You know, it's funny, uh, just in general, when it comes to Fallout games, I have been lucky on the technical issue side in that, yeah, sure, I've had the odd uh, crash, and, and those are the only ones that really bug me when it, when it crashes or freezes. Um, and I think that's only happened once with Fallout 76 since I've been playing. Um, maybe twice. Yeah, once or twice, so, so not too, too bad. Uh, the, the, the typical, uh, oh yeah, you know what? I did have one mission yesterday. Uh, it was, uh, I was protecting, I was supposed to protect my workshop. Uh, it said like a scorch beast was coming, uh, and I could see it on the map, but it would never come. It would just sort of like fly around, um, like pretty far from where my, uh, workshop was. And it just wouldn't come, no, no matter what I did. Uh, and, and it was so far away that if I left to try to entice it to come, uh, then it would uh, the the event would end. So so that was kind of dumb. Anyways, as I was saying, uh, I get pretty lucky with that, and I think that's I guess where a lot of the hate is coming from. Uh, technical issues, or is it game issues? Uh, one thing I should mention as well is I'm playing this, uh, pr primarily, yeah, well, so far 100%, uh, by myself. Like, uh, I'm not really joining up in groups, I'm not playing with others, I'm doing the whole lone wanderer thing, and other than the not having NPCs, it does feel very much like a Fallout game. Um, my sort of bread and butter, my favorite ex Fallout experiences quite often are just wandering around and looking at shit, finding shit, picking shit up, uh, looting, killing things, story, it's there, uh, and it gets me from point A to B, um, but if it's not 100% rock solid 100% of the time, my enjoyment is not lessened to any significant degree. So, for that reason, I'm having a great time. Uh, I've got a friend at work who may actually be listening to this, who I also know, having a great time. So, I don't get where the, the just huge amounts of hate at this game, uh, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. And the other thing is, hate for a game, hate and game should never come hand in hand. Like, you could dislike a game, but it's just a game. <laughs> you, you should reserve your hate for things that uh, directly affect your life, or hurt others, or are bad for the human race. You know, things like that. Like, I don't know, certain presidential folk. <laughs> Use your hate for, for things where, where, where children are being hurt, let's say, as an example. Or, or, or you know, things like that. Hmm? Uh, okay, so uh, what I decided to do with my build uh, is do uh, melee and also do sneaky. Uh, and it seems to be working well. Once I hit, like, uh, level 20, it really started paying off where I could sort of sneak in and out, uh, kill things stealthily, uh, and, and, and that's fun. Um, the other sort of interesting thing is stuff that we'll have to talk about next time. Hmm? Anyways, let me know what you think of the game, how about? Why you hate it. Today's Internet Intercourse sponsor is Love, and not the Netflix series, although that is also very good. 
Okay, uh, doing a bit of a special uh, internet intercourse in that I, I went down a rabbit hole, which is not uh, too crazy for internet-y stuff. I will do from time to time, but decided to vote the entirety of this internet intercourse to one lady and one lady only, Jamila Jamil. Yes, I love her. Uh, yeah, uh, so, uh, geez, it wasn't too long ago from my perspective anyways. Uh, listen to her... Uh, on the Never Not Funny podcast with host Jimmy Pardo. Um, oh, just on that note, and this is internet related. Oh yeah, uh, this is this is perfect timing actually. Uh, so uh, I, I host this podcast through Podbean, and I uh, got a message from them the other day saying uh, someone has chosen to advertise on your podcast. I'm like, what? Why? <laughs> Why would you want to do that? Nobody listens to this thing. Uh, so uh, I had the option to opt out, which uh, was my initial reaction. Uh, because I knew I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't be, it, it just didn't make sense that it, it is illogical. But, uh, you know, I decided, hey, we'll give it a try, see what happens. Uh, if anything, it'll be an experiment. So uh, I, I sort of just let it happen. Uh, and then after a week or two, or like up after it was up and running for like a week, uh, I checked uh, the sort of advertising page of the podcast, uh, like within my whatever settings and stuff. Uh, who cares? And uh, I learned that I had made 0. 0.007 cents. And I should say, before you poo poo that amount, that was in US currency, and I'm in Canada. So that was probably an actual penny. <sighs> anyway, so uh, I took a screenshot of that ridiculousness uh, and I, I sort of posted it in various places, including uh, I sent it to the aforementioned Jimmy Pardo of Never Not Funny, uh, just saying, uh, basically, how should I quit my day job now that I'm raking in the dough? Uh, and I don't think he understood the question, so he said, yes, you should. <laughs> Uh, but still, it was nice to get a reaction out of the aforementioned Jimmy Pardo, who had on his podcast Jamila Jamil, who fit in so quickly and easily and comedically that I knew from that moment she had uh, just something about her that is quick with the comedy, let's say. So what I did is sought her out on other podcasts. I listened to... Uh, <clears throat> the JV Club with Janet Varney, or Little Janet Varney, if you prefer. Uh, if you listen to Spontaneous Nation, that's what Paul F. Tompkins calls her. I listened to her on a HeadGum podcast. Uh, uh, shit, what's it called? Uh, Why Won't You Date Me? Oh, shoot, what's the girl's name from that? Who I also really like? Nicole Byer, Nicole Byer, sorry. Uh, yeah, also incredible, funny woman. Uh, yes, but back to uh, Jamila Jamil. Um decided to start watching and this may be in the next episode we will see uh with the missus actually so uh watch the good place yeah uh so basically uh, through all my uh experiences and interactions and uh, uh studying of this woman uh following her on instagram i have developed i do believe a deep love uh funny beautiful yes uh smart and uh, Woke, I do believe, are all rolled into one. Uh, she has something called uh, on Instagram, and I know if she were to plug anything, uh, it would be this, so I will go ahead and do it for her. Uh, it's uh, her Instagram page, not hers, but one she started called uh, I weigh, I underscore weigh, as in what you weigh normally were you to weigh yourself on the scale, but in this case, no, no, no. Uh, she wants uh, women, and I suppose men as well, 
and in fact, I don't suppose, because she says men as well, <laughs> uh, to not weigh themselves by what they weigh, as in pounds, but uh, by their accomplishments or, or their thoughts and their feelings and their, their selves. So, like, uh, like I might say, I weigh uh, um, 470 episodes of a podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's actually kind of an. Uh, and you know what? That's, that's, that's just that further developed my love right there that second. Because me just saying that right now, I weigh 470 episodes of a podcast that I started in 2012. It just sort of feels good, and uh, and I think that is her goal there. So, I once again love her. Uh, the the things she posts on Instagram on her own page. Uh, have quite often involved uh, Ted Danson as well, so see her interact with him. Great stuff, folks. It's nice to be nice to the nice, and I can assure you, Jamila Jamil is one of the nice. Done and done. And I mean done. Done and done. (laughs) I like Ron. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening time to plug some things and I do not mean buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper